everybody, everybody again, it's Brandon Martinez. I'm back with another episode of Project Transitions Transition Points. I'm here with Abby's Bakery, uh, Michelle Wolf and Andrea Farina. How are you guys doing today? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. Well. Thank you. Great, great, great. So you guys are based where? We're virtual, but we're based in Willow Grove. Willow Grove. Uh, we've gone to a couple of your events and we're always so stoked on whenever you guys do stuff like that. Uh, community events are the bread and butter to organizations uh, like you and I. So please, please, please keep doing them. So they're, uh, they're, they're really, really great. Yeah. So on that topic, I'll just plug immediately right out of the gate that we have a Let's Talk Mental Health um, resource fair and panel discussion coming up on October 26th um, at Upper Dublin High School. That'll run from six to nine. Awesome. Awesome. We will be there and we will see you there. And if you're not there, you'll be squared. Uh, <laughs> that was really cringy. So Abby's Bakery, Michelle, Abby was your daughter, right? And then um, Abby was your uh, niece, right, Andrea? Mm -hmm. So why don't we just get a little, get into like let's let's learn about Abby. So Abby was fourteen. Um, she was a delight. She would walk into a room, singing and dancing. Um, and I'm just like not saying that because she's my kid. Um, mm -hmm. But she really did. She um, she was so athletic. She was a great baker. She was a sewer. She was this little, we called her Martha Stewart. Like she really um, just went above and beyond for others as well. Um, she, um, she volunteered at the soup kitchen for our local church. Um, my aunt had cancer and lost her hair and she needed her, her favorite color um, hat for the winter time. Um, you know, our neighbors, um, she would bake, um, banana bread was her, her favorite. And, and she would, she would bake for the, um, you know, across the street, our neighbors and just anyone that asked, like she would, she would do it. Um, she was just an amazing child. Um, she played volleyball for her high school. She made the freshman team and, um, she played club volleyball for TNT. Um, and she just, she had this amazing serve that nobody can return. It was great. Um, but um, unfortunately she suffered um, with depression and anxiety. And um, she came to me um, during COVID and said that she, um, she was suffering with anxiety. <laughs> and so we talked about seeing a therapist and she did and everything was going well. Like she was, it was on zoom. Um, and, um, you know, things start to get better. Um, and, um, the one night my husband and I went out for a couple hours. Um, she had died. She passed away, but, um, she suffered quietly she didn't tell anybody um I think she hit it with her smile and her laughter mm -hmm. um I think that's what happened and I think she didn't want anybody to know so that's why we are doing what we are doing to put it out there to let these kids know that it's okay not to be okay and mm -hmm. to open up and to talk to others and to express their feelings and it's okay. Their feelings are valid. And, you know, um, 
yeah, um, that that's, it's, it's a valid feeling and it's okay. Yeah. So and that you matter and you're not alone. Yeah. You know, that phrase of it's okay to not be okay has been very relevant as of late. I'd even say like the last two or three years, especially with COVID coming on. Um, I think these, the things that we quietly suffer with, like you were talking about, I have just recently come to light, especially since we were all very much so remote and alone from the world for a very, very long time. And it doesn't seem like it was that far long ago, but it really was. And it's just, it's in, it's insane to see how it impacted people. Um, but just to realize like these issues were there before, but they were only, they only came to light because of what happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I, I can only imagine being like a 14 year old teenager uh, during this time, um, to, just to be with your friends 24 seven, and then having to go fully remote, having to be literally just everything done via a screen uh, in your bedroom. I was in grad school when it happened and it was bad for me as well. I had to see a therapist. I had to, all these different anxieties. Uh, it sounds really stupid, but like I used to dread getting called on in class. That was the worst possible feeling for me and and I was dealing with that as a 24 year old I can't imagine what was 10 years younger so that's exactly what Abby said to me she had come to me and she goes mom she said when I'm on zoom with school she goes I my hands get really sweaty and my chest hurts and she said that I feel like if I get called on you know I'm gonna look dumb you know, and it's just, you know, this is, I, I don't like it. And I said, you know, and that's when I said, you know, we'll talk to the therapist. And that was the Wednesday before she died. Mm. How, so, had she gone to numerous therapies before therapy sessions or just a couple? So she went through, so she actually started because, um, during COVID, I noticed that she started eating differently and mm. just exercising crazy. Like, you know, she would tell me, mom, I'm, I'm going to burn 500 calories in 30 minutes. And I'm like, huh? You know, so that's when I'm like, okay. So my husband and I sat down with her and we're like, we, we think that you need therapy, you know, something. And she, and she, she looked at us and she said, you're right. Um, I do. And I said, okay. So, um, um, she picked the therapist, um, young, old, uh, you know, female, male, um, She picked her, things were going fine. She was one session every week. Then the therapist and I had a conversation, said Abby's doing better. Abby started eating better. She started exercising less. And then sometimes, you know, I, you know, so so things started to get better. And, and um, the Wednesday, and then we decided, the therapist and I and Abby decided that we were going to go every couple weeks. And so, the Wednesday before Abby died, that's when she came downstairs to tell me that, that her hands get sweaty, her chest hurts when she's on Zoom during school. And I said, okay, when is your doctor's appointment? And she said, tomorrow. I said, are you going to be okay till tomorrow? And she said, yes. Um, the next day came, Abby came downstairs and said, mom, the therapist didn't call me. So I texted the therapist and she texted me back and said, I'm sorry, um, I meant to get back to you, but can we, can we start next Wednesday or next Thursday for, so I looked at Abby and I said, are you gonna be okay till next Thursday? 
And she said, yes. And, and she wasn't. So, um, so my feeling is, I feel like as, as a parent, I feel like I took that, you know, something that she had had control of. Right. Mm. And I feel like she had control of the food and she had control of the exercise. And then she started to get better with that. And then I felt like it came into another way, right. Into her body, right. Like another anxiety that she couldn't let out. And, and so, um, so yeah, so. You were just being mom though. Uh, I, I, uh, my mom would do the same exact thing. I, I sit here talking with you and I, I just can't, I just can't even imagine what it's like to lose a child, what it's like to lose a sibling, what it's like to lose a niece, you know? Um, and like, I'm talking to you and I just the things your, your mannerisms remind me just like my mom. And so it's, it's really, it's really hurting, like really, really hurting right now. Um, how was it for her siblings when she, when it first happened, like was everything, I know it was, it's hard for everybody. And I've heard her sister's story numerous, numerous times. So, um, so my, my son, um, he's, you know, he doesn't, I guess guys, they don't really open up as much. Um, but my son, his brain, and he explained it to me. And he said, mom, he said, I'm going to look at it as if Abby had cancer. He said, because you don't see it. He said, you don't see mental health issues. Like you don't, you know, so I'm thinking that she was hiding it. And just like cancer hides, and, and, and that's how he is, is getting through this. He, he, um, he's trying to, I guess, justify in his own way. Right. Mm. Um, but he is okay. He is away in school. You know, he talks about Abby. Um, we talk about her. Um, he, um, actually did a, a project, um, with mental health in one of his classes and he got up and spoke and he spoke about Abby and he wrote down the suicide hotline number for the class. And at, after class, he had a few students come up to him and thank him. And his teacher was just amazed. And, and, but he felt that he feels in his heart that he actually helped somebody that day mm -hmm. um, in his heart. So, so that was good. Um, so he, he's open to it. Um, Kayla is just this amazing person that if you were to Our know house. her, she, yeah, I, ask Andrea, like, I'm, I'm telling you before Abby, that girl would not even go on a stage. Uh, she would not raise her hand to be like, ask a question, like, mm. or answer a question. She was just this timid person. And then after Abby, I felt like this was her, her calling, like, and then she did this, like, so yeah, she's, I think that's her therapy, getting up and speaking and helping others as well. Yeah. She does a lot of the, um, you know, she does public speaking, definitely. She also has embraced NAMI and she is a speaker for them. Wow. Um, yeah. She's like, she went through their training. So she's spoken on, um, ending the silence She's been on panels <clears throat> with um, 
Emma Benoit, who has a film called My Ascension. She's done panel discussions. She also is a volunteer for the NAMI, not a volunteer, sorry. She is a paid <laughs> employee for the NAMI Warm Line. Wow. Um, so she has just, you know, last spring, she was going into like, it seemed like every other day she was going into another school with NAMI. And, that. you know, speaking um, with the Ending the Silence program. So she has just completely blossomed. Like, yeah. And and like Michelle said, this is totally her therapy. Like both her and David tried therapy. It just traditional therapy. It just wasn't necessarily for them. Um, but she has definitely found her outlet here. Wow. I just, that's insane that she's able to take uh, this very dark moment that came from your family. And I don't mean to be blunt with that, but like it was a very dark moment. Mm -hmm. I turned into something beautiful with helping others, her and your son. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, it's crazy. Um, I I almost wish they would have, they not they as in your children, but I almost wish like we would start providing these resources to children earlier on in their education, as opposed to uh, high school, college, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's an issue that we really, really, really need to come together to work on and fix. Yeah. And that's definitely one of, you know, our missions is we just, you know, keep trying to get into schools and spread the message to children, especially, you know, again, that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to ask for help. Um, you know, as soon as you start talking about it, you'll realize how not alone you are. You know, because when you're going through it, you are just stuck in this feeling of isolation and mm -hmm. guilt for having the feelings. And, you know, it's like this vicious cycle. And it's like, as soon as you open your mouth and say something, it's m like amazing how many other people are feeling the same things and are also struggling. And it's like, if you can just get past that first, you know, hurdle of opening up, it just it unlocks so many doors it really does um michelle you referred to abby as a little martha stewart right well uh is that how uh abby's bakery like the organization came to be uh you, so you want were you like man uh, abby she loved to do she loved to serve others she loved to be uh part of the community so we're going to keep going this going in, in her honor is that how it started so Andrea and I were at lunch one day and we were talking, we were like, we need to do something. We need to put our grief to work. We knew that Abby loved baking. We, we knew she loved helping others. So we decided that we were going to put her story out there so she can help others spiritually, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. Through me, through Andrea, um, through David and Kayla. Um, and John, I can't forget John, <laughs> but, um, you know, and her uncle, it's just, we, we developed this team and we just sat around thinking what we were going to do to help and to, and, and to figure out and quarter, um, quarter, uh, what do you, what do you call quarterback it? Quarterback it? Like no, just like, um, a, a good mix of what we were thinking about doing, um, oh, yeah. incorporate, like, Incorporating adding, very, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Um, but yeah, so that's how we decided that we were going to, and how we were going to do it. With wow. the jars, mason jars. Yeah, please. We wanted to incorporate 
her love of baking, because, you know, as Michelle said, she had so many talents, she had so many interests, but she was happiest when she was baking. Yeah. And she was making everyone else happy when she was baking too. So like yeah. we wanted to do something there, but also, you know, bring our twist into it that we really wanted to get out there with mental health awareness. So it just seemed Abby's Bakery was just like the perfect, it just, you know, it was almost a natural, natural creation of, you know, our organization. And yeah, so Michelle had mentioned, you know, one of the, th we, we go to a ton of uh, resource fairs. We definitely speak um, numerous times. One of the other things that we do is we created mason jar baking mixes. Yep. With favorite. Big fan of those. Yeah, three of her favorite recipes. Um, and these recipes, it's banana bread, ultimate brownies, and chocolate chip cookies. And the recipe, you can either buy a mason jar and bake it yourself, or you can go to our website and we have all the recipes there because we're not like, we're not sales driven. It's not like we need you to buy our, you know, jar. Like our main focus is bringing together, again, Abby's love of baking and mental health. So all we ask is that when you're baking, whether it be from a jar or the recipe online, that you're using that time to have really meaningful conversations about mental health. You know, the kitchen is like where all the best talks happen. Mm -hmm. Everyone always winds up in the kitchen. Um, it's totally a non-threatening environment. And when you're baking and you're baking one of her recipes, it's also really a natural transition to talk about Abby and kind of bring that back to whoever you're baking with, or if you're baking by yourself, that you're being really reflective. But to guide, you know, go beyond those initial, how are you doing? Fine. Okay, next. You know, it's, you know, asking two, three, four follow-up questions, specific questions, and really diving deep, again, into having those meaningful conversations. Yeah. Um, because the more you ask, the more questions you ask, you know, the better the opportunity is that someone will open up. Absolutely. I always have, I always check in on my friends and I, my, like I have a really good community of, of people around me. And so uh, sometimes they'll check in on me uh, and I'll check in on them. Or if we don't go talking for a long time, it's like, hey, don't mean to be a bother, everything good. And I love it when they say, don't mean to be a bother because they have every intention of being a bother. They just want to make sure that everything is okay. And that's really important. We shouldn't feel bad about bothering people um, if, to check in on them. It's, it's, a, it's a necessary thing we have to do. And we shouldn't just do it to be, feel obligated to do it. We should do it at the kind of, of our heart. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. While we were on the phone, I got a text from a girlfriend that I haven't spoken to in a while. And she's like, hi, I miss you. How have you been? Like, again, just like that checking in, you know? It's just something so simple can change somebody's day just like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So one one of the things with that being said, the jars are tagged, obviously, with her story, the ingredients and how to mix it. Um, so the story's there. So you need to, right? You, it's something that you need to discuss, right? It's, it's, it's there. So, um, but the other thing is it's tagged with a Peyton Hart. Um, and the Peyton Hart has a positive message mm -hmm. and it has also the suicide hotline numbers. And then when we do tell people that the buy a jar is that you can either give this heart to somebody that, you know, is having a bad day mm -hmm. or you can hold on to it yourself, or you can just put it down at a park. So maybe somebody that's sitting on that bench sees that message 
and who's having a really crappy day that they, they pick this heart and go, wow. Okay. And it changes their mood, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it too. It's It's such a good idea. I I really do love that. This is something small, just like that, man. Good on you. Really good on Mm -hmm. you. You don't need my validation, but like that's uh, it's just so amazing. Um, Thank you. So this has been a relatively heavy conversation, but heavy conversations are really essential to keep moving forward, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So let's bring it to like a little bit of a happier note. We're gonna start with Michelle. What was your happiest moment uh, or the most recent moment that you had with Abby? Mm. Do we have time? (laughs) No. (laughs) I have all the time in the world. Whatever you need. The, the most happiest moment I have is, and I tell people when, when I was off, when I work three days a week. So when the days I'm off, um, I, I usually wake up with the kids and get them off to school or, you know, however it is. And I always see them off, get their lunch, breakfast together. You know, I didn't care what grade they were, but that's how I did it, you know, because I enjoyed it. So it was the days I was off. I, I enjoyed that stuff. So I was I sit down, I have a captain's chair in my living room and I sit down in the morning and I drink my coffee and then Abby would come downstairs <laughs> and she just come right plop on me and she would just give me the snuggles. Right. And then she would start talking to me and then I move her head <laughs> because her breath stunk. <laughs> I'm like, Abby. And then she would laugh and I would laugh. And it was just, um, it was, it was just those little things that I miss. And, you know, dearly, but those are her snuggles that she would do and, and her hugs. Those are the two, she was the best hugger. I am telling you. And like, I would tell the other two kids, like she is the best hugger. And they would go, and then Kayla would go, I don't think so. And then she would hug me. And and then I'm like, Abby, give me a hug. And then she would hug me. And I'm like, yep, this is the best. Uh... (laughs) but she, she had the best hugs and the best snuggles in the morning. I love that. Snuggles in the morning with your mom are really important. Um, I was an only child, right? So uh, my mom would also leave after me for work. But after my stepdad would leave, I would climb into bed with her and I would just lay there with her uh, and snuggle with her up until, this is really embarrassing, up until I was like 13 years old. But it's like, uh, I, I love that. This is a one-on-one time with my mom, you know, and as a child, um, mother is a name for God, for children everywhere, you know? Um, so I'm really happy that you have that moment with her. Thanks. Yeah. And like I said, you don't need my validation, but um, it's, it's just important to know that she loved it just as much as you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I agree. Andrea, how about you? What kind of, uh, what's your favorite moment with Abby? Um, probably one of my favorite times was, um, we go down to the Outer Banks for summer vacations yes. and, um, she loved the ocean and I loved the ocean. And so we would go out in the water and just have such a great time jumping the waves. And every single time a wave came in, Abby would go, Oh, it's a big kahuna coming. This <laughs> is a big kahuna. It's the big kahuna. Like every single wave and it used to annoy <laughs> Kayla and David they'd be like not everyone is a big kahuna Abby <laughs> but like to her every way and we just had 
so much fun in the water together, like just jumping waves. We had so much fun. So like just spending time with Abby and spending time with your children, your niece, anything like just spending time with your loved ones is so important. And we, and we don't always uh, acknowledge that in the moment, like uh, Michelle, I can't imagine what it was like for you to just to be holding your daughter one day and then the next day she's, she's not there. Right. And you probably weren't thinking about that. Right. No, not at all. <laughs> Not and, at all. Or uh, Andrew, for you, you can't imagine just spending your last summer with her in the Outer Banks, right? And mm-hmm. it really, really hits home when it's not there anymore. So mm-hmm. I know I'm going to stop taking things for granted. I'm going to uh, call the ones I love far more often. I'm going to embrace the small times I do have with them. But moving forward, how can we as a community support Abby's Bakery? How can we support... Uh, organizations that are just like like you? So I'd say, you know, the number one thing that we ask is to open up conversations. The number one way to support Abby's Bakery is to really hear our message and open up those conversations with your loved ones. Mm. Um, It's the best way to uncover any kind of feelings. Um, You know, shameless plug, you can certainly come visit us at any of the events that we are attending or hosting. We promote them on social media. We have an events page on our website. So you can always see where we are, Um, come meet up with us, buy a jar, meet us in person, um, get a free hug from Michelle. She's our hug giver. Um, And you you can support us that way. Financially, we do have a Venmo account. There's you know, you can certainly make a financial donation through Venmo um, or a check. And if you wanted to, if someone wanted to write a check, they could just email us and I'd be happy to um, give out our address. Um, but, you know, I, the most important thing is just opening up those conversations. Opening up. And, uh, thank, you. thank you, Andrea. Michelle, if there's one thing that you wish people would know about Abby, what would it be? The one thing I wish, um, Abby was a giver. Mm -hmm. She gave, she was the kindest, sweetest soul. She gave, um, she always gave 110% to whatever she was doing. Um, She um, always wanted to please everybody and make them happy. so yeah, she was she was a giver, she was a doer, and she was a pleaser. You know what? Because of that, let's all give 110% today. Let's give 110% tomorrow. And let's give 110% to the people that we love. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, this is a really, really powerful episode. Um, this is probably my favorite one that we've done. Um, so uh, I will have all of their information in the, in the comment section below. Uh, you, I will tag them and everything. So you be sure to follow them. We will see you on October 26th at the- uh, at Let's the, Talk um, Mental Health Resource yes. Fair and panel discussion at Upper Dublin High School. It's gonna be from six to nine. And there's yes. no need to register. Anyone can attend. You know, it's a great event, just gathering information. Again, you know, we just wanna get the conversation started and brought into the mainstream. Yes, ma'am. Thank you both again so much. Thank you, Thank you so much. Bye.